you know, going to detection, you know, it's you late, you know. I'm late, okay. Don't comment. No, please, listen, listen. You know what? Baruch Hu said, because don't wait for me on the, on the clock, okay? And we're back. Listen, kids, you're going to call in tonight, 718-683-5858, because last few weeks we've heard from a lot of kids, and we're going to talk about what's on your mind. And adults can also call in. We'll accept a few adults, not if they act like kids. But um, it's 718-683-5858. Text 347-927-8393. Text us instead of texting friends. Live radio 712-432-4217. 712-432-4217. And, of course, you have the JRoot app, which is another way of listening to us. How are you, Nisi? Baruch Hashem. Simcha, what's on your mind now? Oh, oh, my. oh my. A lot of things on my mind. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Kids are on my mind. So we, 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 we had a discussion last week, but we're going to continue this week. We're going to continue a whole new... You remember, you know, that I, I have so many things around me that I don't know, I don't remember what, what, well, well, what I did today. And yesterday you had also discussing with me and we discussed right. about, you know, this is a big issue you know, about the kids, you know. This kid is 10 years old, and uh, what happened in the house is very un- unusual. And, and what I understand... Just to give an update, okay. Some, a, a young person has a lot of difficulties in his house, legitimate difficulties. You can call it abuse, you can call it even just situations that are very difficult, you know. Baruch Hashem, many of the kids that call up are calling from very stable, nice homes. It's most of, happy. I would say, most of the kids, most of our kids is this, you know. But, just... but you have some kids that have real problems. And how does how does this work? So I have to tell you what happened to me right after I got off the phone with you. I called to the radio station and I heard them talking about this. I walked into Vineo 7 and I met two people who I worked with 12 years ago. And these people had serious problems, not in themselves, in their life. And they, one of them comes in, I see a little boy run in ahead of me. He's, he's married with a beautiful little boy, and the other one's also married, and he has a life, and he's happy, and he looks so beautiful. I started to cry. I said, because you know what? What you have to focus on is the future. What you will have, Hashem will give you, Bezra Hashem. Just if you focus on the past, if you think about the past, then you will always live in the past. We have to create a future from the past. I could tell you there were rabbis and teachers who mistreated me, and I became a better teacher and a better mechanech and a better psychologist because they gave me a sensitivity for other people. And... That's right. That's right. And it's amazing when you think of this, when he gets better, she becomes strong. That's right. And it's what we have to absorb in us. When we look backwards and blame other people, we basically powerize ourselves. And we become sour and bitter and we don't move. That's right. When we say, Ma'ase avot siman labanim, 
that whatever the avot happens with the avot is a siman for us. So when Abraham Avinu and Yitzchak and Yaakov, when they did what they did, I don't know if they had in mind that they were changing the whole surah of the universe. When Abraham Avinu was Mashbia Eliezer, and when Yitzchak went, he went out to pray in the field, I don't know, he realized that he was changing the whole dynamic of how people talk to Hashem for, 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 for forever. He invented tefillah. And so, it's a siman for us that we create our own history. We could look back, but look back at what happened in order to realize how important it is how we act today. See, Abraham Avinu, with everything, all his nation, how did he act? Did he get depressed? Did he get down and cry? It, 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 all these different things. Yitzchak, I mean, they didn't have easy lives. And Sarah Imenu, it says, she says all of her years were good. How's it? All of her years were good. She had a very difficult life. She took everything good, and that's what we, it's Siman for us to take our lives that way and to make from it a life. So, you know, right now we spoke about the kids. I want just, uh, I want to say that ask is the parent has problem. The kids is bullying. Is bullying. What? What? Uh, what they can do? Yeah. Really, that is a, a richer point that uh, they don't want him, and and uh, unfortunately, they don't want him home. I think that I think that if a parent reaches the point they don't want a kid home, okay, I'm sorry to say, is a very big sign of something that's a problem. Because you know what, Davina Melech, Davina Melech was. What wrote in his daily Avshalom Bini Bini Avshalom, the capital, and he says in the capital Avshalom's name eight times. It says how how come? Because when they brought back the body of Avshalom, his son, he stood on the Hamot Yushalayim and he prayed and he said Avshalom Bini Bini Avshalom. He prayed to Hashem to bring up Avshalom's neshama from from Gehenom to Gan Eden. Even though Avshalom was Mored the Malchut, he 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 embattled his own father for the kingdom, and he forced his father's hand to have him killed. But he had such regret because this was because we the the, the, the rejection. It's not. It's not. We can't reject, and Hashem doesn't reject us ever. Throw out. Hashem never throws us out. I once went, I had a situation. I went to Rabbi Weinkrantz, who was a big tzaddik in Borough Park. He was an Istari, a very, very, very big tzaddik in Nevardic Yeshiva. And a woman in my practice asked me if she wanted to throw her son out from the house. He was smoking on Shabbat in the basement with loud music. And she had other children. She said he's much beyond, he's influencing the other children. Rabbi Weinkrantz asked this lady, what's his favorite food? She goes, what do you mean? What does he like? He used to come to dinner Friday night. What did he like the most? So she said, this, whatever. He said, when's the last time you made it for him? And make it for him? Why should I make it for him? He destroys my Friday night. He gives me such agmas nefesh. He makes me sick. He says, you know what? Get a hot plate. Put it by his door. Prepare it for him. And put the pot there and say, we miss you. We love you. 
So if you listen to what he said, and I met this boy recently. He's back, married, he has a child. He's back to the, he settled himself down. He got rid of his demons. And you know what? He says one thing that his mother proved that she always loves him. And my father, Allah used to say, tolerate everything, compromise nothing. What does that mean? We will tolerate this, but it's wrong. We don't accept it. It's not something you could do, but we'll tolerate it as long as we know you're working on not doing it. As long as we know that you're working on stopping, then we'll tolerate it. Tolerating means that you understand and I understand that it's not the right thing. You need time to get over it? We'll tolerate it. But compromise nothing. We're not changing any rules. You know, this. Uh, we said the word rejection, and this is something that uh, no one can be tolerant it, rejection. Right. And it doesn't matter what age. It really doesn't matter And kids feel it. Kids really feel it. And I know the parents will say he's, he's bullying the house, he's throwing stuff and stuff like this. I know. Uh, but as as we say, savlanut. You know what? There's there's that there's a haftara on Parshat Bamidbar that talks about Klal Yisrael, and it says in the says in the Navi, "Bemakom sheyomru li lo ami atem," in the place, but makom that they tell me the Malachi tell me those Baruchu lo ami atem, emor I will see ami kelchai, you are my nation kelchai. So the stipler Gaon asks, why is Bamakom? What does it mean on the place? So he says, when a person is Choser B'Tshuva, your child, when they come back around, they will always remember that you tolerated this behavior. And they will know how much you love them because you tolerated this behavior. Okay, we have a listener. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how are you? Baruch Hashem, how are you? I'm Baruch Hashem, great. What's going on? Are you keeping warm in this cold weather? Yeah. Okay, good. You gotta stay warm. What do you think about our conversation? I don't like, really understand. Okay. We're talking about when, when somebody is doing something wrong in the house, how to try and get them to stop and whether to have them sent out of the house or things like that. How old are you? Um, well, like, nobody in my family is like that. I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. Like, nobody in my family is like, like, that type, like, going for there, like, that type. Right, but, but, okay, but, but how, how old are you? Nine. Nine. I mean, ten. Ten. Now, let's say if there was somebody in your family older, that was fighting a lot. Would you would you want? Would you think it's right for parents to have them leave the house? Like, depends. what type like, like I've older siblings, but like people are maybe fight once in a while, whatever. But like, it depends what type of fight. Okay, but but how would you feel if they left the house because of fighting with you? Very very extremely bad. 
really bad, right? And that's what happens when a child is, is thrown out of the house because of fighting with the siblings. The siblings feel terribly, terribly, terribly guilty. And they feel horrible. And they feel that they're to blame. Yeah, but like once I was walking and like my like family quit and my grandmother and we were on passing by the lake. And I was like, Oh, such a nice singing. Now we heard it was like tons of like people smoking on Chavez, like you know, like that right. type of game. Screaming wow, whatever. And then whatever and then I was passed by again because I was with my sister. She's ten years eleven years old and 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 we see them like uh, like a grabby come wherever like and like more comes so, like like there's a few groups that like teaching them Chavez. That's that, that that that's very nice. That's a very nice thing to do. I know somebody whose son was not Shimer Chavez and he used to walk him from Borough Park to Ocean Parkway every Shabbos. He used to walk with him to show him that he's not rejecting him. Okay, thanks. And also, um, also like, um, like, um, last time I think it was that I called and I said about the kids in my class. So no, it was two times ago, and and then I tried it, and I tried it. Yeah. And then it was worse. It, it did. I'm so happy. Okay, so it was good advice. Thank you for calling and telling me that. That's and also, um, my sister wants to talk. Okay. Then I want to listen. Hello. Hi, sister. How are you? Um, what's the topic? Ask your brother. <laughs> My brother? You just want to talk, so talk. You don't have to talk about the topic. Tell me what you ate for dinner. <laughs> um, I ate chicken. Okay, was it Nothing. good? Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks for calling. I want to know what the topic is. Topic is whatever you want to talk about. Topic is whether kids should be whether whether kids that are bullies in families should be asked to go out of the family and live in a dormitory. Um, I read stories about that. Um, I think some at some cases it's good for the family and whatever because some dormitories help them and whatever, and they they grow out of that stage. But sometimes it will just hurt the, the bully more. Okay, but how would you feel if? Someone left the family because of fighting with you. Would you feel bad? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. The other kids feel really bad and they feel really guilty. And that's not a good thing to have little kids feel. Kids need to feel that no matter what, this is the family, we're strong, we're going to get through it. And I know a lot of families, beautiful families, that kept strong and they're strong together families now because of it. That's the way Hashem wants it. Okay, most, people, most people go through it just like a stage. Yes, I know. You know what the bottom line is? You have to ask somebody professional. That's the truth. But thank you so much for calling, okay? Okay. Okay. Anyways, so I think that I'd like to hear a parent's perspective on this. If there's an adult listening, I'd like to know what an adult thinks. Because I think that Adults worry about what kids feel. And I happen to really, I speak to a lot of kids. I can generally, I can generally predict what a kid's going to feel as I did with this last child that was on the phone. 
the kids feel really bad. And I heard from Rabbi Dr. Abraham Tversky that he said for every one child who's troubled that's thrown out of a house, 10 good kids leave afterwards. And I once talked to a really good kid and he said something really bad about his parents. I couldn't believe it. I said, but your parents, you have a good relationship with your parents. He said, it's not a relationship if I have to behave in order to live there. They're going to throw me out if I don't behave. That's not a relationship. He said, then I know if I start breaking the rules like my brother, I'm out. And what is that? There's no stability to that. That doesn't mean somebody who's mentally ill. We're talking about somebody who's acting out behavioral. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, um, could you explain to me what the topic is? The topic is rejection. If a person's behaviors are so bad, is it is the answer to reject them and to separate them? Or is the answer to work it out? Or is it sometimes this way and sometimes that way? I'm talking to kids about, let's say, if there's somebody in the family that's a very big bully. It's very mean to the other kids. How to handle that? Um, what do you think? I don't know. How old are you? 13. What would you like to talk about? I don't know. I'm just curious what the topic is. Okay. Are you, are you at 13 and in 8th grade? Yeah. What's the hardest subject you're learning this year? Um, Hummus? I don't know. Everything. Everything? Yeah. Okay. You, you, are, you, are, you, are you doing okay in school? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Do you think it's a scary, the rejection, the words rejection? Sounds like this person hasn't been rejected. So no, Baruch Hashem. Thank God. Sounds like you're not, sounds like you don't even, I, I'm so happy that you don't even understand what the word rejection means. Did, do you ever, did you ever feel rejected by somebody or something? Not that I remember. Baruch Hashem. That's a big bracha. Thank God. Mm-hmm. It should always be that way. But, thank uh, you. But anyways, thanks for calling, okay? Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. You know what? Not, not, not everybody experiences it. The other thing is rejection for a reason. Okay, as Jewish people, we get rejected by the world because we don't mix. And that's fine. If we're separated and we're put on the outside, I was seeing this terrible, terrible, terrible happening that happened in Eretz Israel, in 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 Harnoff, and CNN had a reporter talking, and on the underneath it said, "Shooting in mosque in Jerusalem," and they're talking about the shul and they're saying. Shooting in mosque and without any busha, without any embarrassment, they're the total misrepresentation. This, believe it or not, doesn't bother me. 
Because you know what? I know that they hate us. I know Isav Zonet Yaakov. This is, I expect it. I get more scared when they try and be my friend so much and they make me think that I'm their brother and it's that, everything's good. Bottom line is, it isn't. What bothers me is that we have to understand with all the people in Israel, all the people walking around freely, doing all the things, Bedavka, the Bnei Torah, Bedavka in the Shvon in the Shvon, that, this is not Stam. This is Hashem telling us something so, so enormous. He's telling us, He's telling us that I'm taking Korbanot. I'm taking the choicest, most perfect people. And I'm showing you, like the Aserah HaRugem like the Gedolei HaDor that went to, to, to gas chambers. Hashem is showing us, wake up. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep getting close to Hashem. Don't be fooled by anything in the world. It's all meaningless. It's meaningless. Don't be fooled. That this is this is this could have gone into any place. But Dafka based measures. Hashem is showing us, hitting us in the point that our tefillah needs tikkun. We have to make our tefillah better. We have to make our learning better. And, and our behavior better. You know? Our behavior better. But you know something? I see every time something like this happens, Klaiso gets stronger. The texts that I get, Chizuk, people saying things about how they can try harder and learn more and Tilim and Kinuset Tilim and getting together. Klaiso gets stronger. It gets stronger and stronger. And 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 Netzach Israel is forever, and this is this is what it is till Mashiach comes. This is what it is. It's it's it's. Do you see the text? I'm looking at is this which one? The 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 the, the top one. Parents expected children to feel loved by themselves. I don't, I don't. Do you see it? it? No, I don't, I don't really have it. Let me just bring it to you. Okay, we're trying to get a text. Okay. Anyways, the truth is like this. I don't want to... The test of parents. Someone writes, parents expect children to feel loved by themselves, but then expect them to push through life just like make just to make the parents happy. Yiddishkeit isn't just to be known. You keep it, but to feel good about it and be proud of it. I feel that many people keep Yiddishkeit for peer pressure. Make children have a positive effect on on the other children while they are good. I think that's such a profound thing, and I think that I think that we have to have both components. I think that Yiddishkeit, Judaism, Torah Mitzvot is by nature a good feeling if you're doing it right. It's the way the neshama needs to be. It's the natural state of a neshama. 
if it's given to a person that's not not naturally, then the person is not going to appreciate it. It says, Okay, first you have to taste it. Ta'ima is experience. We had a few weeks ago the Shabbat project, right? The idea was for people to experience Shabbat. Not with the rules, not with the regulations, teaching them, screaming at them, Shabbos, Shabbos, throwing stones. Just experience it. Just have. I met a person who he became from because he had to say Kaddish and he went into Borough Park because he knew there were Jews there and he went into Shul and they were friendly to him and it was nice and, and it happened to be in Shomer Shabbos and someone offered him a, a, a piece of cake and this and that. And he ended up talking to people and they asked him what and he became from because his first experience was to walk in and to, in, in to experience it. The beauty of Judaism is something we have to give our kids before the rules of Judaism, before the rules, before we kill them. Someone tells me, you know what? Kids don't pray. I don't want to be Makatrega on shuls, but you look around. I don't know how many adults really pray. That's what I, you know, that's what I want to say. You know, how many times we uh, flying over, uh, praying and just losing losing it. Yeah, and we and so and you know what? The other thing is we have we can't praying is hard. It's something that the Satan works on, and it says Rashi says so. Chizuk b'chol yom tamid b'chol kocho says, and Rashi and Gemara says. That Tfilah needs Chizuk Bechol Yom. And Rashi says, on that Gemara Bechol Yom, says, Tamid Bechol Always with all his might. What does that mean? Rashi saying, Tatala, it's not easy. It's not easy to be able to, to differentiate and to separate your brain when you're diving. Kids by nature, for them to expect to be able to do it, it's a little not natural. Kids need to know that they're thanking Hashem and they're talking to Hashem and they're appreciating Hashem and they're loving Hashem. That's what kids need to think about during tefillah. And to get into the nitty-gritty and the rules and this and that, it's very hard. Yeah, and kids uh, need to, to look at their parents or their educator or the rabbis that see that they at least pretend to pray seriously. You know, it's, we are, our kids is our reflection. Yeah. And we are talking in a synagogue, we are not doing the right things and we are asking our kids to do it. It's yeah. not working like this. No, it it's, 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 but it's all, all, always in the, everything is life like this, you know? Yeah, 100%. Our kids are a reflection of ourselves. Copy in good paste. and in bad. Yeah, copy-paste. Yeah. But in good and in bad. You see, sometimes kids who are such beautiful examples of the way they were raised, that, that you know, I know somebody who, who is a nice guy, and a, a boy in his class was off the derach, and he met the kid's father, and he said, oh my, he's his father? Makes sense. 
because his son is the only guy that's nice to me. And that, that this is this is the this is the way it is. And we have to also understand that we represent our parents as kids when we act. They look at us and they say, "Oh, that's the type of parent that kid has." You know, Simcha, before we come, I tried to fix an eater, electric eater, for the studio. And I opened the, the contact, and you know, one of the contacts is blow out and get ruined over there. And I told David, look, look what's life. When it's starting a little bit, getting a little bit loose, and it become warm, and it become, by, by warming, it's become looser. And by warmer, more warm, it's looser and looser until it's lose all the contact. Mm. And it's really like like the life, you know. When we start giving ourselves a little bit opening, and just rege- as I said, the, the, the word rejection or giving it a just and slowly, slowly until we're losing everything, and it's no connection, and no connection, no eater. So we have to work. Uh, to to stay, you know, even it's 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 at in this connection, and it's create a lot of into it. Yeah, we have to work stronger and stronger to to, to you know to tie it up. By tying it up, the better connection and better better uh, it transfer. As long as there's a connection. Yeah, and and it could be even the smallest connection. As long as there's a connection. If there's a disconnect, then there's no conduction. Then it doesn't work. And uh, never been a time that Hashem disconnected from Kali Yisrael. That's true. Uh, so let's, let's uh, kids, wake up. I want to know why kids are not calling. Is it too much homework? Nah, midterms are over. Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight text us three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight and uh, see what do you say about uh, Jerut uh, Radio Journal first of all it's coming Jerut uh, I I'm very excited about it we have some like I'm. I have a part of this journal that's going to be your part of the journal. We're going to be doing J-Root voice in the journal. You're going to have an opportunity to send your stuff in for us to publish. Your stories of Chizuk, your stories just thanking your parents, thanking people in your life, appreciating Hashem. Whatever's on your mind, you'll be able to send it in and we'll edit it and we'll put it in. Because JRU Journal is not only just for adults and information for adults. JRU Journal is a forum and a place for people to show their goodness and show what they have to say. And we're very interested. And we're going to have also a question and answer section. Parents will be able to write in. Kids will be able to write in. It's going to be very interactive and very good. Higher on the air. Hello. By the way, midterms didn't start yet. They didn't. My no, kid. they're only at the beginning of the year. 
I'm in, at the middle of the... My kids are finished with midterm. Well, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry that you didn't get yours yet. <laughs> Anyways, what's on your mind? That's it? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's on your mind. Okay, so tell me a little bit about nothing. What could you tell me about nothing? <laughs> Can you let me in on the whispering? I'd love to hear what you're saying. <laughs> it's spelled is... N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Okay, that's something about nothing. Okay, very good. Anything else about nothing? There is no that is such, a word. There's no such thing as nothing because nothing is something. You get it? Sort of. Nothing is something. When you have nothing then the something that you have is nothing. Am I confusing uh, you? It's, it's, it, it, it's, sometimes nothing is the something you need to have. I hear. Okay? I have a lot to say about nothing. Wow. I just said, sometimes nothing is the something that you need to have. I say sometimes... It, 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 sometimes the answer is nothing, and that's what you need. Person says, I'm going on a trip. What do you need? Nothing. No, I need something. Right. Nothing is what you need. That's the something. You get it? Yep. Okay. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay. How many, how many people have you got over there? Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Okay. I'm looking at this card and there's nothing on it. What does it say? It says, Lazari Nisim. I can't see it. Oh, it's, it's, it, you can't see it. You wrote. Oh, it says something. It says something you... Sometimes you see something and it's nothing. Sometimes you see nothing and it's something. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. That, that's that's Amos. I love it. It's brilliant. But the fact is, when I have some people... How did I discover this? As a doctor, some people would come in and they'd want me to give them something. Tell me what to do. So you don't have to do anything. But I need to do something. So no, you need to do nothing. But I need to do something. So I say, yes, nothing is the something you need to do. So, but that's not doing anything. So, no, it's doing nothing. And sometimes if you try and do something when you need to do nothing, then you can mess something up. I had once someone spilled coffee on my computer and I called up Toshiba and I said, what should I do? He said, nothing. Just don't touch it for three weeks. 
I said, three weeks, don't touch it. I'm going to go crazy. He said, I'm telling you, don't touch it. Just leave it. I vacuumed it out and I left it for three weeks. It did nothing. I looked at it. My heart was in my stomach. I was like, oh, no. But it came back on. It needed to dry out naturally. <laughs> I had to get over the caffeine. But that's it. Sometimes we just, sometimes the kid is doing something wrong. We see it. Leave it alone. It'll correct itself. Okay. I see someone wrote, we, we have a text over here. Um, do people get rejected because they're not good enough for the position or that they're not qualified for the position or group? Maybe they should relook why one rejects someone. Why can't people be accepting even though they may be different? I think that's why it's more painful to be rejected. So a person who's not good enough for something or is in the wrong position, the way to change that is not by rejecting them. The way to change that is by finding them a different position. I had a boy that I had to kick out of school once because he was not working in school. And I had him kicked out of school, but he had to come back to my office every day for two weeks. I told him, I'm not kicking you out of my life, kicking you out of my school. So you are my assistant for the next two weeks. He ate breakfast with me, lunch with me. He sat in my office all day. It was difficult, but he reminded me I didn't throw him out of my life. It wasn't him I needed, his behaviors I needed to be going. Him, I appreciated him. And the person in a position, throwing them out of the position is not necessarily the, the answer. Getting them another position or easing them out. Unless I had a situation where a teacher hit a child once and I told this teacher you cannot hit a child and he hit a child the second time I told him you cannot hit a child and if you hit a child one more time I have to fire you so he hit a child the third time so I said pack your bags so he said you're firing me so I said no you fired yourself I said I told you you could say if you don't hit children you hit a child you fired yourself you caused yourself to be fired, not me. Because there's no tolerance for hitting children here. So it's like a person doesn't have a space suit and he says, I would like to go on the space shuttle. They say, but you can't go on the space shuttle without a space suit. You'll die. He says, but what, you're rejecting me? I said, no. You can't go. You don't fit here. It's not going to work. Certain things, the behavior itself rejects a person. If a kid's four foot six and he wants to be on the NBA, it's not because they're discriminating against short people. It's because he can't be on the NBA. Running in between the legs. That's right. Maybe. But he's not going to be a point guard. You know, the point uh, that other t the text says is that uh, thinking about Yaakov and Esav, and it's a really nice point, you know, that uh, they send Yaakov, not Esav, from right. the house. And it's really uh, beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful point. Uh, point. Beautiful that uh, 
they the Rivka and Yitzhak didn't throw Esav out of the house or from their life. They sent Yaakov that he was more mature and more uh, uh, receptacle to that's good. Right. That, that's a beautiful point. And they recognized that they had to keep Esav close to home. Yeah. That's a very powerful point. That's a, that's a very powerful point. And thank you to the texter. Thank you. Thank you very much. I actually had some, one kid say that they, when I was principal that they're going to start misbehaving because I give much more attention to the kids that misbehave than the kids that behave. So what I started doing was I started eating breakfast with a different kid every day. So every kid got time with me. But the truth is, I had to keep the kids that were misbehaving closer. Because that, that, was, that, that was more important. It's very hard. I don't want to judge parents who have a child like this. No, not, uh, we, cannot, we cannot judge nobody. That's true. And I know that is very, from the point, uh, I, I wish that nobody has this experience. And Bezal Hashem, not of these houses, but uh, it's, it's, it's happened, you know. Uh, a few days ago, we had the show with uh, Abbe Weinberg, uh, and it was stunning. I, I still hear the voice of the lady that called about. was very painful question. And a certain center times, certain times, we are standing in a, in a big trial. And, and it's, you know, that uh, I don't wish nobody to stand this. Aye. And the kids, and, and as a kid, so we're talking now to kids, you know, that you have to understand that life, it's not what is a expectation. You know, sometimes Kadosh Baruch Hu put us, and each of us has a certain trial, certain way of passing this world, because otherwise uh, we will be, all, all of us will be the same. You know, we talk about Tikkun Chatzot, Hashem cries with us in Galut. Hashem cries with us when we're in Galut. Oh my. Why does Hashem cry when we're in Galut? Because he feels bad for us. He feels bad for us. He he even though we rejected him, we caused the Khurban. But he feels bad. It hurts him. It's 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 it, it's not not so simple, not so simple at all. Let's let's want to change the topic a little bit, get a little bit more upbeat. What 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 is going on in school? How is everybody doing in school? Are we forgetting about that? I, I'm like now it's like a long haul, like Sukkot to Pesach. It's like yee. Too much time. I don't know. And it's dark. You get out of school and it's dark out. It's like not not easy to be in school these days. Although, what are you going to do at home? I don't know. Where I grew up, winters were very, very dark and dreary and cold. There's 60 inches of snow in Buffalo. That's like five feet. I saw a picture. I was amazed. Un- unbelievable, you know? Yeah. Some places, as I said, nine feet. Yeah. Have somebody online, okay? Hello, you're on there. Hello. Hello. Hi. I have a question. 
If there's a teacher that doesn't have control, what should he do? What should the teacher do? Yeah. Seek advice. No, but because um, if they're going to start yelling like a wild person, is it better? What should they do? Well, well, how does the teacher try and get control? He just yells. That's why he doesn't have control. Because if you think you're going to get control by yelling, you're not going to get control. What? Let me ask, how old are you, Tati? Thirteen. Thirteen. So let me ask you, how do you, how does somebody get control over you as a 13-year-old? No, I listen to him. Okay, but I'm saying, but, but you listen to him because what is it that causes the control? Are you afraid of him? No, because he's an authority. Okay, because, but is he really an authority? If he has to scream and yell to get your, get your compliance? He's not acting like one. Okay, that's right. A real authority has authority through respect. That's the way a teacher can gain control over a 13-year-old is by gaining their respect. And the only way you can gain respect, and give respect. is by giving respect. Okay, but it's not so simple because kids, they, they drive me crazy. Uh, but they, I think that, you know what? There's no better example than how I got rid of the prankers on my show. Everybody told me that I had to I had to punish them or not take their calls. By me giving them respect, they ended up respecting me. And okay. it's a longer process. It's a harder process. But it's the only process. You hear? Okay, okay thank you. Thank you for calling. Good question. It's a very good question. You know, see, that's a... Uh... I I know this from uh, other kids and also my my children sometimes you know the, and I, I'm I feel sorry for the teachers and this is one of things that really Jared Radio now is working with very strong that the next month will be here uh, Rabbi Barzilai from Israel and he's a special teacher for teachers and parent and parenting. And I think that every it's 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 a must must listen to him and must join us on this effort. And don't I, I tell you I'm 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 a parent for many years. I'm not young, and it's no such a thing that that I don't learn every day and new stuff. It's no such as every day, every single moment. Baruch Hashem, I can tell you that I'm I'm learning from this radio, from lectures, from the other stuff. So many things, new things that I can improve myself, but it's as to be a will to be improved and not to say I'm a teacher for 25 years. Don't teach me nothing. You know what? I I give parenting classes. I teach parenting, and I learn everyday parenting. You know, I learn it the most from my own kids because you see that you have to have a unique approach with every kid. You have to work each way, and each kid needs something different, and it has nothing to do with me. There's nothing to do. You have to be there and be able to help each kid. And sometimes I'll, I'll, I'm very, very ready. If I have to apologize to my kid, I'll apologize to my kid. As long as they got the lesson, if I, if I feel that I hurt their feelings, or if it did something that made them feel that that, that was too harsh, I'll say I'm sorry. But I'll put it into context and I'll say, I'm sorry I had to do that. And I'm sorry that you got hurt. 
But this is unfortunately the way we all have to learn. We all have to learn. And some people have it, as far as teaching is concerned, some people have it, some people don't. Some people just aren't good teachers. And you can't teach them. You know, a person has to understand how a classroom works. Sometimes you meet somebody who just doesn't get it. There's nothing you can do. You know, I hear from uh, you know for other other shows, and also sometimes uh, teacher calling us, and you get the feedback from them. You you see that we have a very good good rabbis and morot that really want to get improved. This this is beautiful. Right. This is what I about about the system. But sometimes you know you you feel they find that some some I, I would say uh, people that become stubborn and don't want to you know. But this is this is very very like it's very a normal rare. yeah very rare but it's but, a very a very normal to all of us but uh, Baruch Hashem our system is working and, and they don't last too long yeah they don't they, they some of them have been there for a long time but generally that you know what my my father-in-law Hashem should give him long healthy years he's a rebbe. When I got married 25 years ago, he was a Rebbe for 25 years. Now he's a Rebbe 50 years. And he's he's a better Rebbe than some of the young professionals that are out there. And we're talking about a person who's so misudar, and he's so even keel. And there's so many adults learn from him in kids, sixth grade. And he's, he's such an example to me of what a mechanech is. And and it's it's so it's so important. It's so important to know that there are some people look at the Gedoleador, the patience that they have. It's 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 amazing. It's it's amazing that you have you have such such people. It's not so simple. I believe that those are the people that have it. Some people really have it. And it's, it's in your blood. You know, it's in your blood, I have to say. But the most important, I, I would like to know what kids think the most important mida a teacher should have is. What's the most important component for a teacher? I think I know. What do you think, Nisa? Uh, what the midah in the... <laughs> the most important midah a teacher should have. I think I think that the the midah of sablanut. This is sablanut. If but, you have sablanut, you don't need rachamim. You don't need pay nothing. Just sablanut, and uh, be, a, a, you know, like a light. You know, like a light projector. You give you 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 give all around yourself. You know, bring yourself. Don't try to. To get from this, and you know, I know that we are we are, we are human at all. Yeah. You know, this is we are human, and we are standing in a classroom. And I'm telling you myself, as time, I mean, trying to imagine myself standing in a classroom mm-hmm. with thirty kids, and some of them I cannot stand because you know the <laughs> nudging you and the be and making face in you. Sometimes, sometimes even even just uh, things that. Uh, you don't imagine, you don't like the clothes that they're wearing. 
You know, like yeah. the smell that they, they're bringing from the house. You know what? And <laughs> this is this is the the the, the place to, to overcome. And this is nasata venatata bemuna. Bingo. This is how you feel about your profession. What you're doing. What you get because. People thinking, you know, nasata venatata bemuna. You know, how do you explain it in English? You, did, did you conduct yourself in business honestly? Okay, so the word business here. Did you conduct your profession honestly? Okay, so you know, every, everybody tell you know, nasata venatata bemuna. It's a business. No, I don't think it's everything in life. It's nasata venatata bemuna. If you try to deal with your friend and you you just make like a trick on him. This is not a, this is exactly the same. A teacher that when it, when it come come to a profession, any profession, you're doing your job like sloppy. It's not nasata venatamuna. It's not the money that you said. Oh, it's cost twenty dollars, and it's uh, this is right not thing. this. You know something? It's another thing. I I once had an experience where I was waiting. My my child had tonsil surgery, and in the waiting room were Nazis. My mash was swastikas on their arm and. They were saying terrible things about me and my wife. And out walks a Jewish doctor, Dr. Goldman, who performed a heart surgery on their child for free as a favor. They had no insurance, and he did this as a favor. And I couldn't understand. Here, they're cursing out Jews. And this doctor is doing this favor. The fact is, the doctor heals children. He doesn't discriminate. That's his job. A Rebbe teacher teaches children and doesn't discriminate. Hi, you're on the line. Quite understand. Hello, you're on the line. Yeah, um, I wanted to go back to the question, um, what's the most important thing for a teacher to have? So okay. I think that it's most important for the teacher to have caring and understanding because... They don't know what's going on in some like with somebody, so they have to like understand and care for everybody, even if like they're not behaving or. That's so important. You're so right, and to be able to convey to the child that they care. That you know, some pa- some teachers will say that they care, and take that and be very mean. Say, I, I care about this kid. That's why I'm punishing him. No, you have yeah. to you have to make the kid know that they really care, and that means the difference is. Um, is I wish I, I need to teach you a lesson. Can you give me another way to teach you this lesson? Because I care about you. I think that's a very good point. I thank you so much for that point. Very very. Thank well you. Said. Yeah, I want Bye. to add. Uh, good night. I, I want to add about this. You know, this caring. Basically, if you have seven the patience, it's it's everything. You know, it's leading you to uh, be caring. Did it because when you have Sablanut to listen to the nonsense of these kids talking and you know, the people that are talking about the and it means that you start caring about them and you 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 you, you fulfill your obli- obligation to be to be a teacher. Right. You know something? Caring is not just about saying I care. Kids pick it up. You know what? Kids can tell when a teacher cares. Teacher sees a coat on the floor, they pick it up, they hang it on the rack. Because the teacher cares about the kid, cares about the kid's coat. Teacher, I, I, you know, teacher calls me up, your kid forgot to bring a snack today. What could I do? I said, how did my 
How does teacher know that my kid didn't have a snack? I know my kid didn't complain to him. He noticed. He noticed he didn't have a snack. He cares. He sees. Yeah. And sometimes you know, I go, go, to some, go to schools and you see papers on the floor. You know, some, nothing, you know. And the t- I, see, I can see that the teacher pick it up or just walking and step on it. Yeah. And these kids just, this is impression that the kids get it immediately. Right. Right. I cannot stand it, you know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I, I, certain things I can't, I can't, yeah, I, I hear I hear loud and clear. This is not, uh, not, but you know what? This is something that we have to all work on. Have to all work on this. Anyways, this has been Dr. Simple going a little low on the calling this week. We got to increase the calling. I think the, the, the line was freezing and, you know, from the winter wind, maybe, maybe the people are drinking hot chocolate at home and like cuddling up. But uh, anyways, till next week, it's Doctor Simicone signing off. Have a good warm week. It's going to be sixty on Monday, so don't worry. Okay.